0: Radio. Hi, I'm Brian McKagan. This is Don't Get Me Started, a live call-in show with Linda Darlow. Linda has over 50 years in show business and over 120 IMDb credits. I've been studying with Linda for over four years, and through this time she's been a coach, friend, but most importantly, a therapist. So, here's Linda! That makes me laugh. Thank you, Brian. (laughs) Thanks for your intro. Uh, Hello out there. Um, I'm Linda. And this is the third episode of Don't Get Me Started. Uh, So welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And um, I'm going to be here for the next hour to answer any calls you might have for me. The phone number to call in is 1-845-277-9218. I repeat, 1-845-277-9218, which is a U.S. call-in number, so long-distance charges may apply um but uh feel free to call in ask a question and if you're afraid of charges then hang up and listen to the answer or if you want to stay on the line and interact with me a little bit uh go right ahead um also i want to thank carl craig for his amazing intro for the show gets me going every time and uh i guess that's it so uh let's get to work um and uh, while we're waiting for someone to call in, um, I was rummaging around the Internet, and I found a site that had some acting tips on it. And, I, of course, stopped and started reading all of these tips. And um, I'm not going to say which site. Um, uh <laughs> Uh, I read a lot of the tips, and a lot of them were great, and they made total sense. And then there were a couple that I just didn't really agree with. In fact, I thought what they were telling people to do was quite the opposite of what you should do. And the whole point of saying this is that I realized that Anything I say or any tip I promote or believe in is really just my opinion. And there's lots of other opinions out there. Um, so I, I just want to remind everyone that, uh, you should be aware, and I am very aware, that whatever I say on this show is really only my opinion. It is not necessarily the opinion of management. Oh, wait. Uh, I am management. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anyway, it's uh, just my opinion, and uh, take it for what it's worth. Or don't. It's up to you. Uh, okay. um What is today about? Oh, getting to work and some topics that maybe uh, you all would like to hear me talk about or that you want to get into. Um, I have had some suggestions. And uh, I want to thank Drew for this one. His question that he wrote to us on Instagram, I think it was, um, was how does Linda approach Zoom auditions. Okay. I might as well start there and fess up. That means I'm going to confess. Um, uh, I don't approach Zoom auditions (laughs) if I can possibly avoid them. So, uh, I don't really know that much about them. However, I have done some research, so I do have some answers. But I am going to share my little experience with one that I narrowly avoided. Here goes. Um, I had a Zoom audition set up for me. Uh, it was last minute. I just had found out really close to the time that I was supposed to do this Zoom audition. I didn't. I had never done one. I didn't even know where it was. I had to look for the connection and and whatever I needed, and I just said to my agent, um, no, I'm I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't do Zoom auditions. And so, um, send my demo. And my agent was like, okay, um, I'll regret for you, and I'll just send your demo. Uh, I thought the demo might work because the role that I was supposed to be Zooming was really right up my alley, and I had similar roles on my demo. So I thought, yeah, just take my demo. And um, it worked. I actually booked that job. Uh, And and I'm not saying that so you could like never do a Zoom audition. But um, I just had to because I hadn't, I, I didn't really know anything about Zoom auditions. So I think it's important that you do find out what there is to know about Zooming auditions, particularly because most of uh, the Zoom auditions that come up seem to be callbacks. So they already like you (laughs) and you don't want to mess it up at this point. Um, uh, Because I haven't, really ever done one to date. I've managed to, uh, duck it so far. Um, my marketing guru, Nicole actually came up with some really good information about that from her own experience. And, um, here's how she did it. She personally watched some YouTube videos. Hey, what's not explained on YouTube, right? Um, about how people made, um, uh, how they set the settings up and so you could zoom properly and test the audio beforehand. And she said they were very helpful for her. Um, And then she just did it from her laptop in front of her gray screen with all the lights set up. And she said it was great. And she also, and I think this is a really good point. uh, She also checked in with a friend the night before the test to see if she could see her and if everything looked good and to check that there was no lag be- on the Wi-Fi setup. And uh, she said it worked really great, and it gave her peace of mind, which is probably really important at that moment in a callback situation. So um, she was calm for her callback and felt comfortable with it. This is a whole new ball game now with how we are doing all of our auditions. Um, so, um, yeah, I also, um, I also, I, I'm not a fan of them. I don't know anybody who is, <laughs> quite frankly. Raise your hand if you're a fan. I don't see any hands. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, if I am going to have to do them, and maybe I will if I ever do get another callback or anything um, but I'm thinking my clever way to handle it because I'm way more comfortable being able to stand if, uh, and and be in front of a camera is that I can actually do that I can actually hook my camera or my iPhone up to my computer that Makes it possible for me to still work in front of a camera and just turn my computer around so I can still have the Zoom thing going on for them, but they're seeing me through my camera. And that means I have a little more wiggle room and a little more freedom in the role. I'm, you know, I'm an acting coach. I think whatever you're doing can't whatever scene you're in, you can't just be a talking head. Uh, That isn't how it goes. I don't know that they care because mostly they're looking at how you look and how you sound and, you know, but I'm a performer and I need to know that everything about me is working in, in the scene as the character. So the freedom of a little more movement um, is really important for me. If it is for you, then, Maybe you should consider that kind of setup. Most importantly, I would say, check everything out before you do one. (laughs) And and decide how you're going to do them. Pardon me. Decide how you're going to do them for when they do come up. Be on top of that situation so you're not in a panic situation at the last minute scrambling to even set it up like I was (laughs) Uh, it worked out very well for me and I was I was thrilled that they actually looked at my demo and said yeah they gave me the role Um, which may not have happened but there was no way I could do that that particular zoom audition not ever having even been on a zoom call I know that's bizarre. I know that's really weird, particularly now with this COVID thing going on. Everyone is Zooming. I mean, do four-year-olds know how to Zoom? I don't. Um, But I I do intend to figure it out. And I do have a Zoom meeting that I must prepare for, and that'll help me, I'm sure. But um, figure out how to do them. Doable, and this is the age we're in. Uh, I don't like it I resist it however that's where we're at and if you want to work these days apparently it's something we all have to get used to doing I don't know if we will I don't know I, I can't wait for the day we go back to live auditions however I don't know that we will I really don't Um, people say we will, but I don't know. No one has to travel. It's all very easy. They just look at tapes. They can meet you over the computer. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit of a pessimist anyway. So maybe that's just me. Um, so you better learn how to do zoom and I'm a fan of working things out the way you need to work it out. So however you want to do zoom, you figure out how to do zoom. Um, if you're fine in front of a little computer screen, never moving and sitting in a chair and being a talking head, fine. If, if your best work is done that way, go for it. Um, I'm just telling you for me, And there's a solution. If you are like me and you want to feel more of your whole being in the scene, then maybe you could set up a camera or your phone and hook it to your computer and do it that way. Um, Again, uh, we're open for taking calls if anybody out there uh, is listening uh, and or wants to ask a question or tell me what kind of topic you would like to hear about uh feel free to give us a call the number is 18452779218 again 18452779218 and um okay getting back to the <laughs> The role I'm on right now. Uh, Self-taping, which is the other end. It's usually the precursor to the Zoom callback. Um, Self-taping. I know they've come up with, some of the casting directors have come up with lots of rules about how they want to see these self-tapes done. And I think it's a really good idea to do your best to give them what they're looking for do the horizontal thing, not the vertical thing. Um, I don't know what size room you need to be in to do a full body slate horizontally. <laughs> it needs to be a ballroom. It needs to be probably about 800 square feet. So I don't know who has that. Um So um, if I have to do it, we just do a little up and down and nobody's yelled at me yet. Um, uh, Or you can um, pre-tape some slates. Some people do that. And then you don't have to worry about it. Just, I guess, dress. I don't have any of those. I just slate for the role. But um, I guess if you dress neutrally... Toward the types of roles you usually play Uh, and you have a couple of slates or or do a couple of outfits in a couple of um, slating full length things that you can use depending on what the kind of role is that you're reading for. Have those pre-done and then you don't have to try to get back far enough so (laughs) the camera can get uh, one shot. Um, There's actually some studios that will, that do have space that will shoot uh, your your uh, slates for you. So um, you can always go there if you don't have the room to, to do that, find out who does do that. Um, these, you need a ring light. Boy, even I look good in a ring light. Oh my gosh. Um, there's lots of different sizes. You don't need a big massive one. Um, I have a pretty big one for classes. But a ten inch is great uh, you you do have to they're they're brilliant um and they're not that expensive and You can put whatever you're shooting with a camera or your phone or whatever right in the ring light, and that's your setup uh, and you have to have a blank wall of course to shoot against um those are you know typical things, and you need a reader. Um, I suggest you have a list of people who are willing to read for you and you do the same for them So because these things come up last minute so that you, you have a, a a bunch of people that you can see who's available and get yourself covered um, with a reader. Apparently, they don't like you reading for yourself, <laughs> which I've done in the past as well that's another story. Um now <laughs> I this is this is just a silly thing. But uh make sure you're wearing shoes for your slate. For the full body slate, put your fucking shoes on. <laughs> I coach people occasionally and it's one of the things we get ready. We've done the scenes and it's in my home and, you know, they've taken their shoes off and I feel like, Whoa, wait a minute, put your shoes on. (laughs) Um, yeah, it just kind of ruins the effect of, uh, the whole, you know, uh, interview part of the experience. And, um, uh, I uh, I don't think, I'm not a fan of uh, just because you have the opportunity to do 40 takes of the scene you're auditioning with, uh, uh, I'm not a fan that you have to do that many takes. In fact, if you were in an audition situation that was live, even if it's just casting director and a, and a camera operator, how many takes do you think you're going to get there? Well, it's probably two is a good average for how many takes you're going to get. Um, 40 is doable. Although uh, my belief is that after take two or three or four, you're too tired to get it any better. It's only going to get worse anyway. And if you know, if you've had the experience of what I'm talking about, you know that it never gets better after take four, take five. You, you No. And the truth is, you know, we're perfectionists. We could work on something all day and think we could do better. Well, yeah, you could. But if you got all the words out and it was anywhere close to, what you wanted to do with the scene and you didn't mess up the lines too badly. It's probably okay. Send it. Apparently what's happening is people are doing lots of takes and, uh, and booking jobs after lots and lots of takes, but then they get on set and, um, Just so you know, uh, they're making movies, TV movies now in 12 days. So on the set, they're looking for actually one take, but they'll give you two. So you actually have to come up with the goods in a very short period of time. So you might as well practice when you're doing your auditions, your self-tapes, at how quickly you can nail the damn scene. Because um, you're not going to have 40 takes. Maybe in a commercial, they do takes forever in commercials. They do 40 takes, but it's usually more about the product than it is you getting any better. Um, But for film and TV, a couple of takes. They expect you can nail it in that amount of time. Uh, It hasn't been going well, I hear, in some shows. with people who are, you know, really working it up and getting a good take and then can't produce in a short period of time actually on the set. Um, So it's actually something you can work on as to get a good job done in a couple of takes. Yeah, if you mess up all the words or you suddenly forget everything, then yeah, Uh, redo that. But once you get a clean take, consider sending it. Um they you know, the things are gonna change between your first preliminary audition and the time they shoot whatever they're shooting anyway. You may not even have the same lines. So you don't don't go for perfection. (laughs) Go for I did what I wanted to do, and that's good enough. Um let's see, what else? Oh, there's a note.
1: Somebody just sent in a question.
0: Oh, someone sent in a question. Yes. Uh, I'm going to read the question. Auditions come in waves. Sometimes you're really busy auditioning and then suddenly the auditions stop for a month or more. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, I know. Is this true for you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I it's a great question. I'm laughing but just because of my own experience. Is it true for you and throughout your career? Oh, my God. I've gone for, um, I think the longest was a year between auditions. Hello? <laughs> All right. Um, and there is no... Uh, rule uh, about what's going to come up that one that you're right for um, or uh, two that you get an opportunity you know, to, to get in on in terms of auditions um, which is why I am a huge fan of taking classes even after you've done your basic training stay in shape Just for those times when it's slow, there's nothing going on for you. You have to keep working out. Um, And it it isn't to, to, you're not in class necessarily to learn anything new. You just have to keep getting up on your feet and practicing and doing it. I don't know why actors think they don't need to do that. The same way, Musicians need to, singers need to, dancers, you can't can't stop dancing and then suddenly, you know, do a ballet um, without staying in shape and practicing. I think it's the same for actors, and I don't think um, anyone's career that I ever have known of has been consistently the same everyone I know, even people who've had series series ends and things slow down and then they pick up again and then they get slow again. Um, that's, that's how they go. So um, you need to keep yourself in shape. You also, it also helps if you stay in classes uh, just to work out and stay in shape Um one, I think it helps if you've handled your audition technique, which actually helps you get a job, then I think, uh, then whatever you take will keep you in shape. You can study Shakespeare, you can, um, go into a different area, really focus on commercials, or start in a voice career or whatever. But if, um, if you haven't handled your audition technique, then do that first. Stay in shape for those first, because that's what could lead to a paying job. You know, I'm sorry. Studying Shakespeare is great. There aren't that many Shakespearean auditions to go to.
1: What do you feel
0: about short films and stupid films? Oh, yeah. Um, that was from my producer, just throwing me a question since none of you people will call in, uh, please call in for Colin's sake. Will you call in? He needs to practice pushing buttons on the, on our studio. Okay. So somebody call in. Um, uh, yeah. St- a great way to stay in shape is auditioning for student films and doing them. If you can afford to, if you've got the time, you might not get paid, but it keeps you in shape. And uh, keeps your auditioning skills up. And my whole thing about student films and independent uh, 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 shows that you get a chance to audition for, usually it's also uh, if they're students, you probably know more than they do. And it's a way to give back a little bit. It's a way to help these students out, get their little projects done or an independent short or You know, when people are really passionate about their projects and are trying desperately and no budget whatsoever to get a show off the ground, you um, can contribute enormously to their production. Oh, I've shamed someone into calling. Who's on the line? Hello. Hello. Hello.
1: It's Amy. Hi.
0: Hi, Amy. Amy.
1: Hi. How are you?
0: I'm great. Do you have a question for me or a topic? I do.
1: I do. I wanted to ask um, for those new actors out there, such as myself, new to the industry in Vancouver, what is the best way to take your career to the next level? Like, Say if you're only booking commercials or if you're only booking one-liners, what, how do you get your career to the next level, even if your agent is submitting you for plenty of roles um, and no one's biting uh, yeah, what would you say about that?
0: Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you. That's a great question. <laughs> um, and I I might, yeah, okay. I'm going to go for it anyway. Um, okay, actually, what I was just talking about, uh, doing student mm-hmm. films or trying to get in with some independent, projects that might be going on. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons is because these are the future filmmakers. I've actually done right. that. I started with, it was a little independent short film, and wound up doing their first feature with them years later. Mm-hmm. Because wow. we continued to do short films together, and and they eventually started making features. So it can lead to More visibility and other work, and certainly networking and connections Mm. in the business, which is something that you can do that doesn't rely on just waiting for a casting director to bring you in or or Mm. uh, for a producer or director to hire you. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That makes sense. Totally. Um, You can also get you know, put a team together and do some work on your own. <laughs> get get yep. into a, a project and stay busy. Again, it's a way to keep yourself active, engaged, inspired and functioning. Now, here's the thing that might get mm-hmm. me in trouble. <laughs> if your agent and are you asking specifically for people who have agents?
1: Um, yeah, and for myself, um, just if it doesn't okay. seem like you're getting enough auditions, or yeah. people aren't biting based on okay. What your okay. Here's is something:
0: doing for you. if you do have an agent, here's something you might uh, have a chat with your agent about. Mm-hmm. If they have been working really hard to get you seen, and mm-hmm. no, like you said, no one's biting. The casting directors aren't bringing you in. Yeah. Since casting directors aren't seeing new people on a regular basis, which I think they should be doing, uh, but yeah. aren't, you might just have to take a casting director workshop.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: But here's here's the, the um, disclaimer on that one. Do not take a casting director workshop unless you are ready to knock their socks off. Okay. Which means you you can't be afraid of criticism. If they give you directions, you have to be tough and make good adjustments right there. Because they say, yeah. you know, they say in their workshops, and they mean it, that they are really just, you know, training you. They're not looking to hire you at the moment. But I know for a fact if you yeah. take a casting director workshop and you're not ready, or you mm-hmm. fold under pressure, or you beat yourself up if someone gives you a direction, you feel terrible about it, and then mess up, they yeah. are not probably going to bring you in right away to audition for anything they have going. However, I do know that people have mm-hmm. gotten auditions because they were ready and they took a casting director workshop and wowed them. And then that okay. person, that casting director felt they knew them and, and then they could, uh, they could bring them in confidently and those people started getting auditions. So is that, that kind that of like a
1: almost a screening for the casting directors where they see? Kind, it's new like a paid screening. Kind of
0: it's a yeah. paid screening. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'm not a, a an enormous fan, only because people do them who aren't ready, and then it okay. ruins them for for a long time with that particular right. casting director. Yes. Uh, it's yeah, a business yeah. for casting directors. I mean, they can't, you know, they don't bring people in out of sympathy. They bring bring people in who they're confident can do a good job. <laughs> Does that make yeah, sense? that makes sense. Yeah, the
1: definitely. The only other thing okay. I
0: suggest, pardon?
1: I said, oh, that yes, that makes sense.
0: The only other thing I suggest is seeing, and this again is working with an agent if you have one, um that um and i know you do um is that if they won't see you and you work it with your agent that both of you feel that the role that they're not seeing you for is perfect for you you can mm-hmm. see if your agent will agree to putting you on tape and not sending it for that particular job but sending it to the casting director for them to see what you could do or could have done, okay. you know, does that make sense? Yeah.
1: that makes But sense. I would do that That's with great, my agent's
0: consent, you know, and some of yeah, them would, are fine about, even if you thing. may not get an audition for the role, but you send a, uh like a some of little demo of you in that particular scene. It's like a pre-screen because, yeah. uh, but I would, I would do it only for, uh, scenes and roles that you felt really dynamite about. Does yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a great. Have you tip. have I you really had that like conversation
0: it. with your agent?
1: Not yet. No, I haven't. Well, so you better I go, go have do have that, that.
0: Conversation. Pardon okay. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. <laughs> no, seriously, Thanks, Linda. Um, j- j- well, <clears throat> I hope you don't say Linda said. I should know. No, no. I'm kidding. No, you can, I
1: won't.
0: You can have that conversation with your agent. and You can even okay. say, I said.
1: Okay, sure. Okay. I really appreciate that. Those are some great tips. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you for calling. All righty.
1: You're welcome. Okay, uh, talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh,
0: moving on, I have another question here how do you mentally keep yourself sane when an audition doesn't come through for months? Kind of the same answer that I gave before. Stay in class, keep working out. One of the things I didn't mention that applies directly to this question is that it will keep you knowing that your work is really good. It will keep your confidence up because you're working out every week and not just, you know, reading scenes to yourself at home. That that doesn't cut it um, unless you're willing to pat yourself on the back all the time with no one else around, which I doubt. Um, if you're in a class and you get good feedback from the other people, it helps your self-confidence. It gives you um, it gives you the pat on the back that you need, uh, so that when an audition does come up, you're not, you know, coming out of the depths of darkness to try to resurrect your ability. It's there. You got it. You know you're good. You're confident. It's comfortable, and you're excited because you're ready to go instead of, you know, being scared to death because you finally got an audition and it's been months. I have coached people that have come to me that weren't in any of my classes ever. And they found out that I was coaching people for auditions. So they call me and they book a coaching session for a particular audition. And I start working with them. And my first question is, how long has it been since you were in class? And they book me for an hour and I go, oh, um you know, um i think last maybe a couple of years now and i have to say to them i can't fix in the hour that we have the 2 hours of you're not working on your craft i can't do it uh i can i can you know jimmy it a little bit and make you kind of okay but you're you're not sharp. You're not on your game. You're not bringing it. And uh, there's nothing I can do about that. I can help you analyze the scene, but I can't bring that, that performance thing. And if you're an actor, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you have to be in shape and you have to be ready. So um, uh, don't think that you can sit out for a long time Uh, And stay mentally prepared. So I say don't sit out for a long time. And don't just rev up the engines when you finally get a call. You should have the engines in gear all the time and ready. So that's all I want to say on that one right now. Don't get me started. Okay. No other calls? You can call in. That call was great. Uh, we do have some more time, so there's plenty of time to call in. The number is: area code. Well, one, eight, four, five, two, seven, seven, nine, two, one, eight. So uh, please call in with either a question you have for me or a topic. Just let me know what uh, topics you want me to cover. And I will do my best to, maybe not today, but eventually get to them. Um, I have some other ideas myself about topics that um, I can cover um, as as I go on with my little radio broadcast here. Um, actual auditioning. Oh, by the way... Um, I have written a book. (laughs) It's called Audition Craft for Film and TV. And uh, one of the things I've actually thought of doing is just reading you my book. Uh, Because (laughs) I won't do that. I will spare you. Um, uh, But there are topics in my book that I just have to go through the book and I can pull any chapter and it'll be a topic that I can talk about. Um, because there's so much more to even auditioning there's whether to handle props or not. Uh, the analysis of the scene, how do you, uh, what's the best way to approach that? Do you memorize? Do you not memorize? Um, do you have to memorize everything? Can you cold read a scene if you don't have enough time? Um, and uh, the only thing about my book is that, you know, I wrote it uh, a few years ago. And since then, just about everything about auditioning has changed. <laughs> I I need to update it. My producer's nodding. My marketing person's nodding at me. Yes, you need to do that. Uh, I will. I will. But at the moment, uh, it is what it is. And the basics are still there for us actors. There are logistics about putting an audition together that we need to go over. Um, I've had some other suggestions from people in my classes about things to talk about. Uh, one was um, uh, the starving artist myth. I'm not going to even start that will be an hour. Um, uh purpose of i this is my idea what what's your purpose for auditioning why are you, why are you doing it i'm not going to get into that now i could don't get me started i could um another one for me is okay yeah there's a purpose that you should have for auditioning but what about your purpose in life hm what are you up to um i know that i also want to cover uh some uh, having done a little more research in this area just for actors well-being what other really successful people have come up with so even though um it's about tips from other businesses they still apply they're still perfect for actors and i found a, a few you know qu- quick rundowns that they do you know like Six tips for success. Uh, And when I find those, I kind of, you know, squirrel it away and save the information so I can go over it on this show, actually. Because this is called Show Business. It's a business. And um, I know I'm a performer. I don't want to ask my producer how much of the business I want to do. None. Um, And the marketing person, none. I wouldn't even have the show if it wasn't for them. That's how much business I want to do. But I know that uh, it gets you further faster if you are aware of the business side of this business as well as the passionate performance side. Uh, I know, I know. Um, What else have I got going on? Nobody wants to uh, call in with a question, huh? Oh, here's my list. Um, Oh, yeah. Had a chat with someone the other day about um, ego and self-esteem, and that will be a show for sure. Because it's so important. There's a difference between those two things. And I think I figured out what it is. It's actually in my book. So I could just read that chapter. And, but I would love to discuss it if anyone would like to call in. Be very happy to take a call every now and then. I think Amy survived. It wasn't that bad. Um, taking risks is another good area. How far, how big, what to do, what not to do um, and <laughs> and uh actually, um, I'm a big fan of not putting all of your eggs in this basket for most of us, this is an expensive hobby, um. What are you doing for your financial security in the meantime? Um, I think that's part of uh, the the starving artist myth. But I am not a fan of starving. So um, I actually used to do, I haven't done it in a while, but a course that was um, a creative career development. And the subtitle of the course was Or so what else are you going to do while you wait to become a star? I think that artists are talented, creative, bright, intelligent beings who have bigger purposes in life than being an actor. I just do. And um, there's a lot that I could say in, in that area as well to maybe move some of you into considering some other things you might love doing that you have the time to actually pursue while you pursue your acting career. Um, Which also, by the way, uh, if you do have other things that, that you might like to pursue, but you're putting off till you become a star um, that they actually give whatever it is, other things that you want to do, that those things can give you a level of self-esteem and financial security even while you pursue this. So when you do have auditions, you're not desperate. Not everything depends on whether you book this job or not. You can actually enjoy it. You can actually go in and And be inspired and take some risks and have a good time and just do it. And you book the job or you don't, there will be another audition might be in a few months, but there'll be another one. Um, there was actually, do I have time for a story? Yes. Um, I did a a show years ago here in Vancouver uh, for CBC and one of the other, um, actresses, uh, Her story was, um, in booking the job, we all sat around with the director, and he actually, it was really enlightening. He went around and told each of us what our audition uh, sequence, our callbacks were like for him. And the other gal in the show, one of the other gals in the show, uh, he said, you, well, you came into the first audition, you did not impress me you just didn't impress me, but you looked right. And I thought, no, I'll, I'll give you i I'll give you a call back. Cause you look right. And I think you've got it in you. I just didn't see it in the first audition. So I'll give you a call back. Me. He was like, yeah, you, um, yeah, you had it anyway. So yeah. But for her, he said, and then you came into the callback and It was better, but it didn't knock my socks off. But at the end of the audition, you said, oh, well, if I don't get this one, I'll get another one. And he said, that was the character I was looking for. And that's why I gave you the job. Because that's who she was. Yeah. And I always remembered that story that stuck with me because it wasn't even it wasn't even what happened in the scene. She was probably, you know, tentative, as we get about these things. And then she was just herself and had some confidence and loved what she did. Right. Uh, oh, um, speaking of that, another topic for sure will be um Oh, geez, I just forgot what it was. Um, Oh, I'll remember it one day. Um, Yeah, oh, there's lots. Anyway, um, uh, we're we're on the short end of the hour. Time flies when I'm having fun. Um, Okay, Uh, I want to say some thank yous to Colin, my producer, and Nicole, my marketing guru, Uh, I want to thank Amy um, and Drew and anyone who had a question for me. Um, And uh, this show will be continued in March. The next episode, we're headed for March 27th. I think that will be the date for the show. Uh, But you can also uh, stay in touch with us. Please follow us on Facebook. Uh, We're on Instagram. You can follow us there at LD, Don't Get Me Started. And ta-da, we are now on Apple Podcast. And we have made it to the list on Blog Talk Radio. Ta-da-da-da. Yeah. Uh, Also, you can leave comments on Blog Talk Radio uh, for us. On the page that you can see for us on Blog Talk, it would be awesome if you would just leave a little comment on there. Um, if you like us, please leave a comment. If you don't, never mind. Um, also, uh, there will be a link on my website for uh, the show, and my website is lindadarlo.com. Yeah. Um the um uh, what do you call it? A link. A link to my book is also on my website. Um but please feel free to follow us on any of those. I actually got off Facebook. I I went through the grueling process of actually canceling my account on Facebook just in time to need one for LD Don't Get Me Started, which is why I have another one now. And it was really hilarious looking at friending everybody again and having some connections and going through a list of of, of people to friend. And then I would friend them. And then I'd get messages from them. <laughs> Hi, gee, aren't we friends? I thought we did this already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to explain, which is why I got off Facebook in the first place. Uh, but we are on Facebook, and I am friending people. So get on there, and, and we will accept your request if you want to friend us on there. Um, there's really – Nicole has done a brilliant job on Instagram. I'm now wondering why I gave her all of those photos. But uh, there are some very interesting old-time photos of me. I think she's got, what, 70 or so of them. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't actually at the time really get what they would do and where they were going. (laughs) But it's too late now. They're up there. They're out there. And she keeps posting new ones with little sayings, some of my what I call tapestry sayings that you might get some inspiration from as well. So, um did I miss anything? I've covered just about everything. They're nodding. My team is giving me the thumbs up. Yeah. So, um I think that's it for this episode unless anybody wants to call in last chance. I know a lot of a lot of you listen to this um broadcast later. Which is fine. I appreciate that, too, because we are keeping track of followers and that will decide whether I keep doing this or not. It is a little bit of work. (laughs) I had no idea how much work this would be, Um, but we're into it now. And I have a really tough, strong team. Um, So, um, yeah, please uh, thank you for your following and Leaving comments and anything else, and please feel free to call in. I am here if you do want to chat. Okay, that's it for episode three. Thank you very much. Thanks to Brian for the intro and Carl for creating music, and Colin and Nicole, and to all of you out there.